Make sure you roll Destiny, please. Everybody, welcome back to another Tales of the Outer Rim Jedi Adventures. Uh, we are a Star Wars, Edge of the Empire, Force and Destiny, Fun. Age of Rebellion, real play tabletop RPG podcast. Except we don't play at a table; we play on Roll Twenty. I was going to say the theater of the mind. Does anybody remember what happened last time? John won't remember because. Oh my God, John, you missed. What was his name? Eustace. That's his name, yeah. Eustace was amazing. He was our hillbilly friend. Tonight, you watch, if you're watching the live stream, I am uh, the one streaming tonight. So you'll see the GM stuff. I'm going to have to ask the players to pretty please what? not metagame. What am I metagaming? I'm the one streaming tonight. Oh. So. Don't <gasps> I can look behind the DM screen? Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. If you want, Everett and Adam, if you want Daniel to die, any more time, what happened last time? We rescued a senator or a representative that was yes. being pressured by the new the republic. Not the new, yes, the regular republic, not the new republic. That they were being pressured by the republic itself. They were, they they didn't want to be a part of the republic, they, and they were right. And some people in the republic, not necessarily the republic. But other people involved. Yeah, but we. I was gonna say, who was that senator that uh, Yoda saved and took to that asteroid after Order sixty six started happening? Bail Organa. <laughs> yeah, Bail Organa. It's kind of like that, wasn't it? Isn't that Leia's mom? Yeah, I just said that. Dad. Dad. Oh. It was a dad. Padme yeah. was her mom. But she didn't know that. She thought her mother was. I don't know. I don't know what she. What's canon anymore? But we're not getting into that. Sounds so disappointed. <laughs> you guys rescued a senator from, uh, I guess, some people involved in the, the Senate, or at least in politics. Wait, didn't did you give us like the fact? Okay. Yeah, and then we made peace with Eustace, and Daniel said sorry for threatening to rat you out to the police. <laughs> yeah, you were a fucking narc last well, week. Daniel Straight Edge. I think I need to give you a, a, a conflict because of you. Instead of taking any peaceful route, we're like, we're gonna break into this old man's well, house. Fucking shock wanted to kill him. Yes, you did. No, shock was ambivalent. You act. Shaq was just like, eh, we could kill him, but you were like, we are going to break into this house. Like you avoided all other possible routes. In the conversation with him, because he and then decided you were going to hey, break into. He was house. acting real shady. I even asked you, "You want to charm?" I think I, no I did try to you charm. Try and to, and you know, and, no, and you said no. I'm going to go get shocked because we're going to break into this house. <laughs> I just literally just listened to it. And then we be and eat that bitch. Uh, right. So you guys, you guys met Eustace, the best NPC in the history. Oh my of god! Yeah, he was great. And he, Besides my uh, foreign Shadra fan love, who I totally just nixed what? for oh, my yeah. life day episode. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eustace did not like you because you were a narc. You, you <laughs> called him out and accused him of some really terrible things. He thought he was a bad guy. and He was the, probably the best guy. He was the yeah, best guy. That was, that... He helped you all escape from breaking into that place to get the senator from those pirates, those dirty rotten pirates. He would have pirates. been a pretty great addition to the crew. That was a missed opportunity. <sighs> I'm so glad you didn't do that. Wait, you don't like doing that voice? And while this was going on, I don't remember exactly. Uh, we had said that the doc was staying on the ship with the trooper because 
Doc Styles is trying to lay low. Yeah. They just had an incident in Tatooine, and the clone trooper doesn't want to draw a bunch of undue attention. And if he would have been with you, if you guys would have decided to take him with you, uh, it wouldn't have probably gone the way you wanted it to go anyway. Hey, so. real quick, how much? Yeah, but I changed my face. You what? I changed my face. What do you mean you changed your face? Slightly. In the last episode that I played, I changed my face. Yeah, he... Did you... From the rec- okay, that's fair. You did change... Well, you were you were gone the last recording. That was just what we were saying you were doing. We had to while canonically were, make it so you were... While you here. weren't at the table. Yeah. Hey, real quick. Zach, what... How much EXP did you end up giving us there? Did we decide that? Oh my Christ. I said 20. You wrote it. You were supposed to write it down. You were supposed to spin it before today. I thought I did write it down. You had a whole extra two weeks. Sorry. I th- you even asked me about Wait, we it. We were supposed afterwards. to spin that. Okay. Didn't you already spin I, it? I don't know. I need no. to look at- no, 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 Adam. You and I talked about it. I thought afterwards, and you were talking about buying different trees and shit. Yeah, I. Oh, that's right. I was a, uh, I was a little fuckered up last week, man. I drank a little, a little lot real fast. After that, the authorities came. Eustace made uh, some sort of peace with Adam, with, with uh, Daniel, and you guys headed back into the stars. Oh, yeah. This episode, we bust in on this ship. So, if you know anything about hyperspace jumps, there, uh, there are like hyperspace buoys that you navigate to and from, right? So basically, you don't make a super long jump, mostly because your ship wouldn't be able to take you know, the fuel cost of jumping all the way to Coruscant. It's also, I don't know if everyone could, you know, if you had everybody on the exact same hyperlane going all over the galaxy at different times, it'd be nuts. So, what happens is, there are buoys at different locations, and you warp to buoys. Now, if you don't need to stop at specific buoys, you can, uh, like, warp navigate, like, around them. But you have to kind of, like, stay within a proximity, I think it is. Something, some weird thing. But, where we're opening back up is, you guys are hitting one of those hyperspace buoys. And so you come out of hyperspace, your ship kind of lulls over towards a buoy, and then hits hyperspace again. Like, it shifts direction slightly, and then warps again. So it's about thirty seconds between, or thirty seconds to two minutes between buoys. So anything you guys want to do as the ship comes out of hyperdrive? I probably will just be meditating. I assume that the ship gives like a, like a approaching buoy, you know, like autopilot kind of, like, hey, by the way, you're gonna need to make a course adjustment here in a second. Um. I'll let the ship take care of it. I'm not too worried about it. We we use the ship to jump around outer space or the outer rim all the time, so it's not like something that I'm worried about. That it's gonna, you know, if it does give us a small correction, then I feel like I trust the ship's quote unquote judgment for that. Right. So I'm probably not too worried about it. I'm I'm more or less worried about because aren't we going? We're going to Coruscant right now, so so was it two or three episodes that I I realized that it was near Chad, or was I one of the ones that not didn't notice that? It's not near Chad. It I is that... so far from Chad. It was a, it's as far what? from Chad as Tatooine was from Coruscant, essentially. Oh, I don't have the I don't have the map on my handout. I believe the last time I played, we were making a decision of which way we were going to go because it was opposite directions, right? Yes. If you were going to go to Chad, you would have had to, like, make a course to Chad, either going back around from, from Xanthar or, you know, head towards the core anyway. These are just the main hyperspace lanes, and since you had business at Coruscant, you know, it would have... Because there are no major spice or major space lanes from Tatooine to Chad, you know, you would have had to take, like, essentially slower goings. To get there, which would have ended up taking the same. Okay, so we're kind of making a V shape right now. So, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Well, we're not. We would be if we were going to Chad, but. Um. Yeah, I see it. 
What are uh, Doc Saz and Adam doing? Dan- <laughs> What's Adam doing? He's drinking beer. And, Dan- and Daniel, what are you all doing while you, uh, like, while the ship's in travel? Like, do you guys have anything specific you guys might be doing in travel time? Daniel wants to try to repair. He'd be working on, well, fuck. John, you go first. <laughs> um, can I sit down and have a conversation with the uh, stormtrooper? Yes, let me open my voice changer. What was his name again? And we're sued. His name is <laughs> Sergeant 2424. You guys are calling him 2424. <laughs> Alright, whenever you want to have a conversation with him, go right ahead. Tooper, what, uh... You think there's anything we need to know about going into Coruscant? I don't like how you ask that. It's the seat <laughs> of the Galactic Republic, uh... Let me ask you this, Hooper. Have you heard of Zlardio Jin? No, Doc. I've never heard of Zlardio Jin. Is this a person or some sort of alcoholic beverage? <laughs> ah, he's just a guy that we ran into some trouble. I was just curious if you knew if he had any, like, henchmen in this area. Henchmen? Can't say that I know of any henchmen. I'm not real versed on crime lords, you know, here, there, anywhere, for the most part. Mostly I'm educated on warfare, and I don't really have a mind for politics of any sort, like crime, general, I don't even know. (laughs) I kill people. That makes sense, Toofer. Just, you remind me, once we hit planet, I'm buying you a drink. Sounds good, sir. Can I walk in the room at this time? Sure. Okay. So obviously I know about these guys. They don't really... They don't really take their helmets off, do they? Unless they are, uh... I guess they do. I mean, they Probably they not do. around people, though. Yeah, I mean... I mean... I suppose I could have done the trooper no helmet voice, but, I mean... Maybe he feels more comfortable with it on. I'm pretty sure he's got scars all over his head, like I described him before. Well, I was gonna say, uh... He, uh... He's probably never taken it off in front of anybody before. He's had it off in front of you guys once or twice. Yeah. Oh, has he? Okay. He did get oh, I drunk guess I with just... Shaq one. That was... Oh, that's right. <laughs> so I have seen his face. Yeah. Had to have. So I'm trying to tell you, of course you've seen his face. And? <laughs> never mind, go on. Ignore everything I just said. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so... He doesn't know anything about Thardio Jin. He doesn't, I mean, most of the things he's going to know are, not that you would know this, but from that conversation, he doesn't know anything about Zardio Jin. He, it doesn't even register to him. What were you hoping to learn about Zardio Jin? I was just wondering if he would happen to know, because he came from Coruscant, didn't he? Not Zardio, I mean the Tufer. Tufer did, yeah, but Zlardy operates way in the outer rim, and he probably isn't even on the Republic's radar. Right, I, but like, I just wanted to kind of test the waters to see if like we were going to be running into... Well, I mean, we, we've jumped pretty far from where we saw them last. Oh yeah, you guys, are go- you guys are going the opposite direction. Complete opposite direction, so... You don't know how badly I'm wanted. That's true. <laughs> yeah, now you are pretty wanted. I guess that's fair. He would... I don't think he would know about your wantedness, but if Zardio Jin were a crime lord that operated in an area that he was stationed, he may have heard of him. But Zardio Jin operates so far away, like, he wouldn't know Zardio specifically. Even if he knew of the bounty, I mean, he'd have to have access to the bounty boards and, like, depending on where the bounty is posted, like... Yeah, he also probably wouldn't involve himself in bounties being a Republic employed. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I feel like that wouldn't be something that he's going to be like, oh, I wonder right. if there's a bounty out for But I was also trying to gauge, like, how well-known Slardy is, right? Like, that's fair. everybody knows who Jabba the Hutt is, but do people know who Slardy is? Right. Okay, that makes sense. That's fair. That's a good point. No, Slardy wasn't as... Slardy isn't anywhere near as big Crab Lord as Jabba. Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Great and Powerful. Misa, I think I want to be Sith Lord. So, at this point in time, you guys, if you have anything you want to spend that 20 experience points on, is there anything, like, 
character-wise that you'd want to go into now? Like, we don't have to go into the mathematics of, or anything, but is there anything you guys... Uh, yeah, I am on? actually... I would like... Oh, you spent... Your... I already took no, my go ahead. It, uh, I just took smooth talk, uh, rank and smooth... Ah, can't talk. Smooth talker. It was. Yeah, maybe you should add another. Point. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no Smooth talker. It's just it, when first acquired, uh, lets me pick either charm, coercion, or deception, or charm, coercion, deception, or negotiation. When making checks with that skill, may spend triumph to add additional success, equal to the ranks in smooth talker. I picked charm. But that was 15, so I've got five left over, but I'm saving it. There's nothing that I want to spend it on right now. Okay. All right. Smooth talking. I spent mine on upgrading charm up to level two and coercion up to level two. So Nice. John, have you spent your XP yet, or are you still working on it? Well, so if I, if I have one point or, like, one green pip in discipline... If I wanted to to get it to level three, so that's thirty five. Can I can I make an argument for John here? Uh, I just want to make the argument that that holocron is on this ship. That doesn't make buying skills cheaper. Oh though. no, yeah, no, it does. It counts as a charisma, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'll, I will allow it for the sake of all this. It is twenty five XP total. Huh. I feel like I didn't give you guys enough XP last time. You could give us an extra five. At the end of this round. No, I'm fine with what I have. I'll figure out how to use God, what I, I have. I just helped you out. Now give me five XP. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I'm, I, we won't. I was going to give You're you ten, but if you guys don't need it, you don't need it, you know? All right, let, I just want to do one point into discipline for right now, then. <laughs> so that should be ten? Is that right? To go to level two would be ten, yeah. All right. So we have lost with some XP. I know what Daniel wants. You already told us, didn't you? No, I... No, I meant with leveling up, but you asked what I, Daniel wanted to do while we were traveling. Yeah, what do you do while you're traveling? Travel, traveling. So, if we all remember, Daniel had asked Peyton to try to hack into the doctor's computer, or the professor's computer. Mm -hmm. Daniel wants That's to see fair. where he's at with that, because we're going sure. back to Coruscant, right? Yes. All right, you want to talk to Peyton real quick? Yeah, then? so Daniel will be down there. He would have been kind of just going through his notes, getting ready to talk to, um, Charles? Charles. Charles. There we go. Charles. Yeah. Make sure, he's going to be making sure that he has everything in order to present a report mm -hmm. to, and then he'll come across where he sees the, the professor's computer pending, and he'll have, like, scribbled in the margins, like, pending Peyton cracking computer. And he's going to go, oh, shoot, I didn't talk to... I didn't follow up on this, so he's going to turn around and go, Peyton, clap his hands together. Yes, Where are we at with that computer that I asked you to open up? It's open. You've never asked for the contents, Master. He's going to point his finger up and go, uh, yeah. Okay, well, let's let's have it now. Absolutely. The password Master is Big Daddy BL 69420. <laughs> Uh, Daniel's just gonna cock his head to a to to the side and go, okay, and type in the that. What does he see? All right, so you pop into Bill Bill's laptop. There's a folder marked expense report. There is a, a hyperlink to his Holonet mail. He's got a folder on like it's a, on on different dig sites. Like no, like a, vol a folder full of dig site notes. Different dig sites. Uh, like big dig zone for dinobone dot com. <laughs> for digging, <laughs> digging holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a dig. I totally thought you weren't gonna go there, and then you said for big bone, and I was just lost. <laughs> it's it. Dino bone. It's yes. He had dig sites for other other like temples and stuff, and then he's Let's got like a, like a personal like journal. I want to see those expense reports. Sure. <laughs> uh, he's got some very very meticulously categorized food travel 
lodging, discretionary for tips and assistance folders. Where was he traveling to and from? Does it have? Does it say that? To and from? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have him to two because this is all like post stuff. But basically, he was just traveling around the galaxy, places where he, based on his research, he thought different you know sites of important importance would be. You see stuff from the from the outer rim. people from wilds like on the edge of wild space, the fringers. You see, they were actually at the same starport on Xanth. You were at one point, maybe not the same time you were there, but they've been to that starport. Sometime while he was at Xanthar, is when he met Mjern. So he hadn't been with him for very long. Mjern. Very correct. Hmm. It's very weird for a guy to be that trusting that quickly. Um, okay, so then I don't want to see the hollow net sites. Dig sites Daniel will look at later because he can kind of figure out from the expense reports kind of what he was looking at. And mm -hmm. I'm assuming nothing really jumps out at him. So, yeah, let's just check out his journal. What does he got in his journal entries? Basically, how excited he is to have you know have such an opportunity to look into the past and see how primitive societies, blah blah blah, and then it starts to get the the writing tone changes when he starts finding leads to Rakata temples, and he starts to get very excited instead of just being like, "Oh, this is my day." He's like, "You'll never believe this diary." <laughs> 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 Daniel actually hears that laugh in his head. How did that go again? <laughs> he he discussed he talks about how he was translating some some works that he was collecting or whatnot and that's why he was in Xanthar and while he was on Xanthar he ran into Mjern who seemed to verify not Xanthar. Is it Xanthar? Shola. I'm sorry. Not Xanthar. Shola. Xanthar is yeah, the, I the water Yeah, because I remember saying so, Chota a uh, couple times. On Shola, Shola is when he met Mirren. And Shola is where he was heading to, trying to find where Xanthar was. Mirren pretty much confirmed his theory on Xanthar. And then Mirren, according to the diary, Mirren mentioned Tatooine based on the door. Like, after they were... They didn't, I don't think they got into the temple. I don't recall. No, he the, said they got, they got in or not. But the, there was some, like, like, the doorway had a chart or something etched into it that they, for whatever reason, Mirren was like, this place is telling us to go to Tatooine. And the doctor was like, oh, I already had thoughts on Tatooine, blah, blah, blah. Does, and does he have a picture of the chart that, just, that he looked at? He does not. Not in the... Not in the not in the journal. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a laptop. That is journal. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. The laptop does have a file of, with like the door, like a like a hollow of the door. Oh, nice. It's the same door you guys had gone in and out. I think it was a stone like slab door or yeah. something like that. But and then the very last thing he has is met, met with some some explorer core. Glad that these washouts are still useful. They seem exciting, except the annoying one. But I bet we could have gotten along if we hadn't tried to lie to me. Who does he classify as the annoying one? The one who tried to lie to him, Daniel. And then you also find uh, in the very back of the journal, like pages on something about on Coruscant. <laughs> he he also had crackpot theories about Coruscant being some sort of. <gasps> Did he think it was um, a landing pad? <laughs> he thought that there was an infinity gate. <laughs> He thought that there was at least a point of entry somewhere, uh, either either by vessel or craft that would lead somewhere to the, you know, to Coruscant. Um. Ooh. Okay. So Daniel's gonna see that, and I mean, that was what everyone lab why everyone labeled him a crackpot was, is he thought that, uh, like, cause the Jedi's main temple is on Coruscant, right? Mm -hmm. And he had it is now yeah. had this theory that the the Jedi's temp the Jedi Temple was built by aliens to land their ships on, like it was a landing pad. And he's gonna that's gonna. Do you want me to roll something to have him think like try to put two and two together here? Or what do you mean like make him cross reference because he's he was using the theory. He, the way he came up with that theory was based on 
a translation of old Jedi text, I want to say. Can he reread that? I mean, there's nothing There's nothing really in the notes to cross-reference. He's just talking about... It's like a page and a half or less of him yeah, being like... I want, basically, I want to see if I can make a roll for Daniel to reread his old notes. Oh, 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 oh I'm sorry. Yeah, give me a... I'll be an average lore check with a setback, because it's been a long time since you've thought about it. Okay, I have... Let's see if this works. It should take two blacks off of this lore check if it works two setbacks well i have it plugged in now i want to see if it just continues to work you ready yes it worked but your force die rolled somehow oh i don't know why oh because i have it plugged in i don't know either so you have two successes and an advantage so yeah daniel you are cross-referencing you're like wow he sounds a lot like me maybe we could have been friends we have the same crazy ideas because he doesn't specifically, he doesn't state the Jedi Temple specifically, but he mentioned the where he mentions on the lower levels, like what what he suspects is in the region of the Jedi Temple. Yeah, but he thinks it's far down below on the surface of Tatooine, like or course not. I'm sorry, way below down on the core of the planet, like like on the planet surface. Okay. With your advantage, I'll also let you realize that based on his hollow of the thing, the map is the it's the same as the map you had on the floor. You found on the floor of the other temple, but the drifts are slightly different because they're in different positions. Yeah. Right. So you're able to take this hollow and take the hollow you took of the floor thing and kind of put them together and see how the angles line up. Before, you weren't certain exactly what planet you needed to head to, but now you're pretty sure Coruscant is where, you're, is, is, a, is where you need to be anyway. So, Daniel has an Infinity Gate map. Essentially, yes. A very, a very closed, short, like very small, like the only Infinity Gates on this network, essentially. Yeah, he's, very, he's very limited amount of jumps. He's got the Abydos cartouche. Got it. Yes. <laughs> yes someone will understand that one and yes it also kind of narrows down where you're headed in the direction of chad also awesome okay and it verifies chad so daniel will just kind of be sitting there and just lean back in his chair and just like run his hand through hands through his hair and go holy crap all right so while this happens you guys i should have been doing this earlier the ship begins to lurch back into hyperdrive hyperspace Right when it, you think it's going to jump, alarms start going off. There's lights flashing. The ship stops. You can feel the power kind of, like the whole ship kind of come to a stop. <laughs> and then everything stops. The lights flicker off and then right back on. And everything goes good and the ship jumps. I am immediately going to spring up thinking we are almost out of gas. Yeah, no, you run to the cockpit, uh, under the flight station, and no, you guys are, you guys are doing just fine on gas. I I can't uh, do it. Can I run like a diagnosis and see if you know how like we can you can open like error logs or like sensor logs to see if something got tripped or something like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can uh, give me a average computer check. Success and two advantages. Yeah, um, the ship reports a hatch open error and then it reports a pressure a small pressure spike and then it's got alerts for cabin you know for uh, uh, um can i narrow down which latch opened you can't actually it looks to you like something happened and exposed the ship cuz you have two advantage looks like the, the ship thought that a door was open but there was a you actually read a pressure spike on the on the reading, so it looks like like a hatch did open, or it at least appears like a hatch opened on the readout. All right, I'm gonna go over the comm system and say, guys, you need to uh, can you guys take a look around the ship? It seems like one of the hatches might have opened. Can you see if? There are any problems in any of the areas? I will uh, check up here on the bridge. 
Daniel will come in from down by Peyton and just say, Yep, I will check around down here and then make my way up. Wait, where are the hatches at? Well, just, I don't say hatches specifically. I say just look around the ship and see if you see anything oh, out of the okay. ordinary. There'd be the docking bay. You guys just had gunner turrets installed. There would probably be a port, like a, a, like in the center of the ship right here where I'm drawing on the map, between the two gunner pods, uh, like a like a hatch on top, most likely. Okay. But other than that, Windows. 95 or XP? Yeah, Windows <laughs> me, actually. That's why there was an error. Ah! Okay. So can I roll perception here? Yeah. Where are you at in the downstairs? Oh. Just an, an, an average... Can I... Is my helmet still working? Yes. Okay. I don't remember. I think the helmet gives me extra perception, doesn't it? I... That's something you probably should have written remembered. down, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> but either way, go ahead and make your perception check. So you have two advantage. So you don't see anything, but... You know that if there was a pressure leak, you could be able to hear it. You don't hear anything. There's nothing. Okay. Nothing's going on. Everything looks completely normal. Peyton is just sitting there, ever staring forward into the void. Sometimes he swear he just looks at you. And <laughs> you can almost see hate in his eyes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, like, Peyton loves me. Take <laughs> that back. <laughs> All right. What about John? you respond to Shaq's radio? No. No. <laughs> What, what are you doing while this is happening? Ejecting another body into space, probably. Just kidding. Get a bite of two for... <laughs> oh, God. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, God. Teach him for not knowing anything about Slardio Jen. I swear to God, I don't know anything, In hyperspace, just fucking shredded. All right, Tufer runs up to the cockpit, and he's, uh... His helmet's off now. Sit I've already checked the gunner pods. Everything looks normal. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Did did you, you didn't find anybody? Anybody that wasn't like supposed to be here or anything? Like a space snake or something? Space snakes? Uh, no, I didn't find anything. <laughs> everything looks normal now. The lights came back on and everything looks fine. That's not a possibility, right? Like, there's not space snakes. Well, if you want to talk about, I mean, I'm just saying I've never seen one, but that doesn't. You know, I mean, there's probably space snakes. All of a sudden, the ship Let's comes out of hyperdrive and is just drifting at an angle through space. It's just, you're just listing. The Gould are definitely a thing. Ours is? So I just want to throw that out there. So you're out of hyperspace. The ship drops out of hyperspace. Without warning, everybody probably stumbles. <laughs> I mean, holy shit, it would be sir. hard for anyone to board our ship in hyperspace, right? In hyperspace, yeah. Not if we were completely stopped. Yeah. All right, well, Daniel's going to come up after searching down below and want to come and talk to Zaz, or not Zaza. Well, both of you, but Shock can go like, what are, what's what's going on, Shock? Why are we out of hyperspace? Shock, you notice that while you're looking at the controls and stuff, the engines aren't even on right now. You guys are literally just... Drifting. I'd like to run like a diagnostics on the the whole system right now. Yeah, it looks like there is an error with some sort of something communicating with the engines. Like, like the engines are, according to the computer, offline. Like something's unplugged. Basically, yeah. Like the data cable got unhooked, so it doesn't know what to do. I'm going to be like, all right, well, I'm not getting any information from the engines right now, and the fact that we kind of just, like, stopped in the middle of hyperspace uh, kind of makes me not happy. So can, will one of you come down to the engines with me? And uh, I, I, I feel a little uneasy. I'm actually going to, as we run down there, I'm going to grab my lightsaber out of my room. The clone trooper grabs his helmet. Right, sir, I'll come along if you need me. Be like, all right. Uh, do you do you know of any do you know of any pirates or anything any junkers here in this part of space? Sir, I have not encountered any pirates at all. I've only been alive like seven years. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna like shake my head and be like, right, clone. Okay, got it. <laughs> all right, so you guys are going. 
Can I can can he do a roll to see if he detects any of the sarcasm or disdain in my voice? <laughs> no, he. Uh, uh, what's the stats? Hold on, I'll give you a roll. Just to see if he gets like a little like clone. What does he mean by that? Because I know they have feelings. Do they? Yeah, he totally catches your sarcasm, but he doesn't respond. <laughs> Good. Good. Anybody else go? Anybody else go into the engines? Or yeah, I said I was other? going. Daniel's going to. For sure, he's concerned All about right. it. All right, you guys. Are, what about you, Doc? You taking the lift down with everybody? Sure. Okay. Doc's like. It's a nasty looking space bug. Doc's like All these right. fucking guys. Doc would know that the the access to the engine is straight back. Yep. You head into the engine. On the surface, everything looks fine. I'm going to have to have you make a hard with a setback perception check. Come on. Perception, huh? Shock got three successes and a threat. We're going off shocks. (laughs) Shock is around. Daniel is blind. You notice that there are some indicators on the engine that should be on that aren't, or that are giving like a no connection signal. With the threat, though, it's not anything that you can reach from specifically right here. You have to get kind of like in a crawl space of the sh- like uh, up above the engine. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, hey, uh, Twofer, can you give me a a little bit of a boosty poo? A boosty poo. Right away, sir. Yeah, just give me a boost. Here we go. Lifting you up into that there panel. Right. All right. Can you anybody anybody got like a flashlight, Daniel? You got you got shit down here. Go get me a flashlight. Twofer immediately reaches into his little waist pocket and pulls out like a tiny like tactical flashlight. I'm gonna look at him and I'm just gonna stand and be like, Do you want a full time job like not taking orders from people but like exploring cool shit? Because Look at you as somebody with a tactical-ass belt like you got. I mean, I'm a tactical soldier, so I, it's kind of quite my standard, standard issue here. No, no, no. I'm going to be like, I could talk to the Jedi Council. I'm sure they'd let you come along with us if we really wanted you. I am along with you, sir. That's kind of why I'm here. I'm not making you go anywhere. I'm just here for your oh, protection. Well, oh, okay. So, well, in a way, everything you said, I'm glad you're here. already kind of said to you, sir. As in the middle of him talking, I'm just going to start uh, crawling into the crawl space. Oi, sir, don't put that flashlight in your mouth. <laughs> You're going to hear me go, ha, wait, why not? I want you to spit on my flashlight. I know it's the most tactical way to, to use it while crawling through vents. I just don't want you to spit on my flashlight. All right, I'm going to, like, crawl one-handed. Just, like... One hand, two knees, like, holding his flashlight until he can't see me, and then I'm going to put it in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, you get into the vents. Give me another... Turns out, chowder fan spit is... <laughs> Corrosive? Poisonous. Corrosive, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Give it worse. Uh, make a perception check real quick. All right, one advantage. All right, so Shock's doing that. You notice, Shock, that there's a panel that has some loose bolts. And with that, we cut to... Doc, you're probably ambivalent to what's going on, right? I just came down because everybody was coming down. I don't care what the engines are like as long as they get back up and running. Yeah, give me a perception check. A success and an advantage. So you're just kind of not paying attention. You don't really know what the big thing, what the big deal is, why he's so freaked out. You hear footsteps. The deck above, like like someone like dropping and then walking across the upper deck. Too far. Leave Daniel down here with him. There's somebody upstairs. Somebody upstairs? Who could have gotten on the ship? Are you sure? I don't know. I just heard footsteps up there. Let's go. Right, right away, sir. Daniel, I need you to take after, take care of Master Shock. And you guys head upstairs. As soon as you guys reach upstairs, give me one more perspective. Too far. I overheard somebody say that there was snake chat. Snake Space snakes? That's not true, right? <laughs> Space snakes, sir. Uh, I mean, there are all sorts of snakes. I, I suppose I could see a space snake. You don't think we have space snakes, do you, sir? Please. You don't nice. think they like make footstep sounds, though, right? Oh, that's a good point, sir. 
I don't see why some slithery, slimy, nasty bastard like a snake would have legs. <laughs> he's like visibly relieved. He's like, oh, thank God, it's just a Yeah, murderer. you look at him and you see, you see <laughs> his left hand shaking. <laughs> you guys are upstairs, and as he says, like, you know, they're just really snakes up here, the, the, the power goes off. The ship goes completely dark for about meh, three seconds, and then red lights come on. And you guys, I jump up. into Twofer's arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! You jump in the air. He just lets you fall on your ass. While jumping into his arms, I tell him, "I'm not sure that the two of us coming up here to investigate space snakes was the best idea." Like Zoink Scoob. Reggie. I need you to roll a coordination check. <laughs> a flat nothing. Well, let me see what two for rolls. You go to jump, and you jump poorly, but he also was trying to jump into your arms, but manages to catch you and catch his feet, so it's definitely like Scooby-Doo, where Shaggy's all, like, falling over trying to hold this giant dog in his arms. The lights come back on, but they're just red. It's red track lighting, so uh, emergency power. Give me a Perception. It's gonna be hard with two setback. Success and two threat. You see what you think is some sort of shadow hanging from the ceiling near the flight station, and then it disappears because the lights kind of flash or flashing off and on in red. <gasps> uh, but with that, with those two threat, you definitely hear something beeping that sounds important in the flight station. Guys, you realize what we're playing tonight, right? Among Us? Come on. Oh my god, we're not playing Among Us. <laughs> I guess it's sort of like Among Us, except there's really no voting off. Do you want to go investigate the beeping, John? Uh, Tufer, why don't you go ahead and lead the way, and I'll, I'll watch your back. <laughs> he sets you down, and <laughs> he's like... By the way, sir, I'll, uh... You don't think it's snakes, right? No, no, it's not snakes. All right. Yes, yes, sir. Where's my flashlight? Oh, it was at that moment he realized he gave Shock his flashlight. Why did Shock need a flashlight? He's a bat. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> and Tufer, you know, creeps his way. He like grabs you and like drags you along with him. <laughs> He's like pulling you with him, and he gets to the flight station, and you guys see. Flashing red indicator on on the on a paneling. He pulls you in, and it looks like the life support system has been damaged, or at least is in a non-functional state. Oh, that sucks. This is good, sir. This is very bad. We need to get that little bat up here. Wait, you think the nerd can fix it? Daniel sneezes. He goes to his comps. No, uh, uh, Daniel, uh, 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 Hold on a second, Tooper. Hold on a second. I would like to try to roll to see if I can fix it on my own. Are you going to try and fix it via computers, or you take a mechanical approach to it? Mechanics. All right. It's going to be five purple, and I'm going to upgrade one. Six purple? Uh, it's five. And technically, it's four, because one of them is a red. Can I roll a light side? <laughs> no, but you can flip a light side and gain an upgrade to your roll. What if we do a full sweep? I give you all three of the light side points. <laughs> <laughs> Too hard and a threat. So it looks like whatever has been done, somebody it's something on the computer side. The mechanics just aren't going to cut it. But with this threat, you don't recognize, like... What is going on? Somebody has done something to the computer, and you're worried that if you try to do anything to the computer, that it will just shut off life support completely. All right, Tufer, I guess get a hold of the nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nerd, nerd, um, uh, Sh Shanks, Daniel, we need you up here, please, to the, to the flight station. Daniel will jump and go, um, uh, oh, what's going on? Daniel, just get up here. Oh! It's important, sir. The life support. We're having issues with the life support computer. Oh! Oh, uh, okay, yep. I will be there in just a second. Hey, and he'll turn to Shock. Shock, you got this? Shock's up in the vent. Shit. 
Daniel's going to shout towards the vent and go, Chuck, I'll be right back! <laughs> no comms, just, don't be right back. Yep. You go to you go over to the elevator, and it doesn't come down. By the way, the lights down here are all off also, and it's just red flashing lights. Daniel's, there's got to be like an emergency ladder. Yeah, there is. And it is... Well, you know, you also know that you can manually release the mechanics for the elevator and try and, like, stop it halfway. I think there's, like, a halfway stop for it, so, like, you can use it as, like, a step up kind of thing. Oh, well, let's do that, then. Daniel will do that. Yeah, it's going to be an average mechanics check. All right. Yeah, no problem. Daniel hits it, and it comes down. It's, like, halfway between the deck, the, the two decks, so you can climb on up. Okay. Doc says, and two for you can see every time the lights flash, there's silhouette up at the flight station. And shock, you are in the vents. Daniel just shouted, "Huh, shock! I'm running upstairs real quick." And he took off. The lights still are off, but you didn't really notice. But you do notice that the lights, the the running lights that were in there, the red lights, are now flashing. I can, like, see it from behind well, me. Well, there's little, like, little track lights in this crawl space. So it's like, ah. instead of just being a red light that was on to help guide you, now it's flashing. Can't Shock see okay. better anyways, since he's like a bat? Yeah, but it's well, also... yeah, but it's still pitch it's black. It's also black to bright, to dark to bright, dark to... Oh. It's flashing, you know what I'm saying? It's the ambiance. It's spooky. Use your echolocation, Everett. <laughs> that kind of All right, so since you had advantage earlier, Shock, you noticed that it looked like there were some screws loose on some of the paneling that go into the engine. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop this and then or I'm gonna stop and then I'm going to I assume since they're loose, they're finger tight, I will just unscrew them and see what's been messed with. As I'm doing that, I'm going to comment and go, uh guys, it looks like something's been messing with stuff up here, so just watch your back. I feel like somebody's entered the ship that we don't know about. <gasps> that was Daniel. Daniel takes a <laughs> big gasp over the comms. Wait, there is no comms. Chuck, as soon as you pop the panel open, uh, an electric jolt hits you, and I need you to make it's going to be a hard with a setback resilience check. Three threat. Fuck, I'm Shock, dead. Uh, immediately <laughs> passes out. Doesn't know what hit him. Just passes out. He's in the vent, passed out. And Daniel's like, <gasps> and we cut back up to Doc's ass and two four two four as Daniel. You can hear you hear something clank behind you, and you hear someone clambering up what it sounds like probably the elevator. On the display in front of you, it said uh, a readout pops up displaying the amount of oxygen left, and it looks like depletion will occur in about an hour and a half, two hours, maybe. The doc is shocked in the silence. Oh, I thought that was for Daniel. No. Oh no, that's for you. Daniel's. Still I thought climbing you were up saying he was elevator. climbing up and then heard the clank. Yeah, sorry. You heard you heard the elevator clank, and as you you know you kind of like look over your shoulder and look back, and then the display changes to remaining O2 levels. And they bad. This sucks, Toofer. <laughs> You're telling me Here's the plan. at least it's not snakes. Well, we don't know that yet. Let's... Oh my god, sir, please! I can't say <laughs> the snakes! Well, to be fair, if it was snakes, that means they have hands, and then they're crawling. And it's oh god, it's a snake! Damn it, Daniel. And feet, because yeah. they make footsteps. Tufer, here's what I need you to do. I need you to keep an eye on Daniel while he fixes this. I'm going to head to the med bay and see if I can find some medicinal oxygen. Medic or some rebreathers or something. Run away, sir. Daniel, get your ass in here. Sir. Well, aren't rebreathers for underwater? I don't think that's going to help us in the No, but he space. also might have, like, O2 masks for stabilizing stuff, or... Oh, that Random makes sense. Shit like that, maybe you know, maybe he, maybe he's got something stashed away. There's so many destiny points. He could have O2 bottles back there. Okay. All right. Let's see. So Daniel, 
Doc, you are running back to the med bay. Just like turning all the time, watching my surroundings, just spinning down the hallway. (laughs) (laughs) I need you to make a... It's going to be a hard perception check with a setback die, because it's dork. This is for me? Yeah. I'm going to be grumbling about (laughs) space snakes the whole way back there. Better not be any goddamn snakes. <laughs> snakes on a spaceship. Okay. Oh, there are space snakes. <laughs> you, got... <laughs> you. You fail to notice anything, but with your you have a failure and an advantage. With your advantage, nothing really happens. But as you get about halfway to the med bay, like as you cross the threshold, you hear a, and you jump out of your skin. But then you realized it was just like something venting. It wasn't actually a snake. But you make it back to the med bay. And the door to the med bay is already open. Oh, come on. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But it looks like all as you passed, all of the doors were open. Like every door down this hallway is like, open. Well, it's probably a safety thing for when the emergency system goes off that all the doors yeah, are probably. open. Uh, Daniel. <laughs> Yeah. Do we want to take a look at the O2 system situation? Uh, yeah, Daniel will. Okay. He's going to look uh, around, and he's going to ask where the doc is first. Like, he was expecting Zaz to be here. He, he, he literally just passed you, Daniel. He said he told me to watch you while you do this, and then he took off for the, for the med bay, I assume. Oh, oh okay. He had an escape pod. Well, yeah. Either that. Okay, so, uh, yeah, just let me look at this. Room. So you're saying there's escape pods. Oh, yeah, I think Probably. there are at least two. Well, yeah. I think, maybe three. Well, there has to be enough for at least eight people, because that's what the crew is on the ship, is one pilot, co-pilot, and six passengers, so. Yeah. But, yeah, there are escape pods. So, yeah, Daniel, we'll take a look at the life support systems here. What do you want me to roll? Are you doing computers or are you doing mechanics? I, I was thinking mechanics. All right. Actually, I think Doc would have probably told you that it was... Okay, you can do it anyway. I'll give you a... I, did, I didn't talk to him yeah. at all, though, because I ran down here. It'll be the same role the Doc had, so... Good luck. Godspeed. Oh, my God. Completely flat. Daniel just is staring at it. And it mouth agape, like, I don't know anything about starships. <laughs> like, you're so, you're so, like, panicked about the fact that it's the life support system that you don't know yeah. really what, you're, you're kind of panicky about touching the wrong thing. Okay. As you are panicking, so the dark side point here, by the way, if anyone didn't know our pool, we have six light side or six destiny pips we currently now that i just used dark side point at four light to dark i use this dark side point and all of a sudden two for two for uh, you hear something crumple onto the floor and two for two for is unconscious daniel's gonna jump and go whoa two for what's what, what's going on here bud let's do can i do a medicine can i do a medicine check here yeah give me a a hard with a setback because you're not a doctor Another flat wash, Daniel. How the fuck? Dude, you're like cursed. You have no idea. He's wearing all his armor. You really can't tell what the dealio is. But he's definitely breathing, and he's definitely unconscious. But hey, it looks like he was consuming a good amount of O2, so you're, you know, now he's consuming less. Good job. Okay. The readout jumps back up to three hours. <laughs> yeah, he was breathing so heavy because of snakes. Daniel's just gonna radio over the comms and go, "Uh, guys, twofers out." I. How does Daniel feel right now, like physically? Well, fine, probably nervous, uh, scared, probably. But, but have a no one, it, unless Doc doesn't respond, unless Doc responds, nobody's answering you. I'm responding. Okay. What do you? Yeah. Was it a space snake? No, I don't. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I just... Are you saying that a space snake got him? No, I don't think it was a space snake. I would definitely hear the hissing, or... Did I say hear or feel? Because I meant... So it's a silent space snake? Uh, yeah. 
Listen, I don't think it was a snake this time. The last time it was space snakes, we definitely had some warning signs that I'm not seeing. So, and... <laughs> the last I, time? I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a space snake this time. I don't know what's wrong with him, though. Uh, Daniel's going to nudge him. Nudge uh, Twofer. Does he respond? All of a sudden, Daniel hears... <laughs> oh. Uh... And that's where we're going to end the episode. <laughs> Everybody, thanks for watching. So, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> the to doc is now locked in the med bay. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, if you want to check us out on Twitter at t o t o r f f g, Instagram Tales of the Outer Rim. We have our website talesoftheoutrim dot com where you can learn all about the show, like find all our links. I think we have a Patreon there. Uh, which, by the way, if you have any suggestions for things you want to see on the Patreon, we you know send us an email. T-O-T-O-R-F-F-G at gmail.com and we can see about getting some specific tiers up there. Uh, you can also find a link to Steph Makepeace's SoundCloud. The person who does all of our music. So check Steph out on SoundCloud. Makepeace. And we will see you all next time. May the force be with you. The Other Place is an actual play RPG podcast set in a fantasy world on the verge of an undead apocalypse. Join Chauncey, Marta, and Peck as they journey across the continent of Fenrain, solving mysteries, hunting ghosts, and putting the dead back in their graves. And as we turn towards the bar to start eating, I'm going to use my triumph to overhear a conversation next to us. Mm-hmm. And what I hear is two people talking about a haunting. I grab my whip curled up and I go and I use it still curled up and hit her with a cat of nine tails because she's that close to me. Okay, make that roll. It slashes across its chest and starts oozing black from where the cat of nine tails slashed across. It's reaching out its little cracked hands and I I successfully like cut it off at the wrist. Okay, what's the damage on your weapon? I feel as though my life is drawing me to fight against the undead that are popping up all across our world. And there's just something about it that I, I feel I must battle. Join us every other Monday for a new episode filled with suspense, mystery, and adventure. The Other Place is available now, wherever you listen to your podcasts. A long, long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, Flight Risk is a Star Wars actual play crime dramedy podcast using the FFG Star Wars rule set and also set during the Old Republic era. Join Flight Risk and an eccentric group of mercenaries as they are thrust into the dark and violent world of organized crime. As agents of an enigmatic count, they traverse the outer rim in an attempt to not only survive, but to realize their destiny without losing their souls. Flight Risk is hosted by D. Wayne Feenstra, with players Joe, Velvet, Nimoy, Kyle, and a whole bunch of additional guests from the podcast community each and every week. So don't miss out on all the fun. Look us up on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher and enjoy the ride.
one of them starts walking up to you and grabs the jacket that you're still wearing by the collar. I really wish you hadn't done that. Why? Grab my repulsor fist and smack him right in the face. Hello there, and welcome to Coruscant Nights. Coruscant Nights is an actual play RPG podcast set during the Clone Wars era of the Star Wars universe. On Coruscant Nights, our goal is to bring as many different voices to the table as we can. You sure got Val Yindo's family there, don't you? We do. Sure got Val Yindo over a barrel. Uh, <laughs> look, fellas, I, I don't know if you, you forgot your prescription lenses, but uh, clearly there's been some kind of mistake. I mean, th- there's not much family resemblance here. Mando, man. Underline, underline, exclamation point. Yeah, he's the one, he's he's real shiny. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, you did get it, right? Of course I got Mando, man. Do a deception check. 